Welcome to Two Pats in a Podcast, episode number four. I'm your host, Patrick. And I'm also Patrick. And this week, we're going to talk about the top tech we take when we travel. I'm going to start. I'm going to start with my, my honorable mentions. Okay. The Syrup Genie Mini. It goes between your tripod and your camera, and it lets you take time lapses with panning motion or, uh, or just video with pans. And all of the panning is controlled via Bluetooth from a phone. Uh, so it lets you set up time lapses, even for cameras like Sony's, which don't come with a time lapse function built in for free. And my other honorable mention is my iPad Pro. 12.9 or 9.7. It's embarrassing that you have to ask. The 9.7 is what I usually take when I'm traveling. Mine has bigger storage than the, my 12.9. I have the 256 gig 9.7. When I'm traveling, I have a whole bunch of video between Google Play, Netflix stored offline, Amazon stored offline, YouTube stored offline, and iTunes movies as well that I have lots to watch. Mm -hmm. It's an honorable mention and it's not on my list because I could travel without it, but I like having it. My only honorable mention is my iPad as well. I don't have a pro model, but I've got the Air 2. For the same reasons that you've said, it's great for storing a whole bunch of media to listen to or watch whilst on a plane. Even day to day, it's replaced my need for a laptop. That's the only honorable mention I have. Yeah, the, the replacing a laptop, a good point. You won't find a laptop on my list, and I don't think you'll find one on yours either. If I was editing video, which I plan to do more, then I would probably have to bring a laptop because the video that I'd be editing comes from my Sony a7R2, takes very big 4K files, and I don't even know how to transfer those onto an iPad. I remember the ad for the iPad Pro 12.9 claiming to be able to edit in 4K, but I guess that's with its own camera? With its own camera or 4K that's come from an iPhone 7 mm -hmm. or a success. It's kind of transferred through the camera roll. Yeah. Whereas the stuff that's coming from my camera is coming from an SD card and it's not in uh, an MP4 file. Okay, honorable mentions out of the way. I'm going to start with my number three, then we'll go to you. Okay. Work our way up. My number three is either a pocket Wi-Fi or a phone with a local SIM card in it. On the most recent trip, I mostly used a 5S with a local SIM, but in other trips, either a pocket Wi-Fi that I had with me or in Japan, I rented one. And it's e I find it easier than swapping out my usual SIM primarily because when you swap out your SIM, especially on an iPhone, it messes with the phone numbers that you have in your iMessage list and where your iMessages appear to come from. And also the pocket Wi-Fi that I brought with you on this trip can act as a Wi-Fi repeater, can share another Wi-Fi network, such as a paid Wi-Fi network that allows only a limited number of devices and get everything on at once rather than having to go and set a password on five or six different devices. And you also tend to roam with your Australian SIM card. Yeah, I, I like to still be able to receive incoming phone calls and text messages. I've been burnt in the past by not having my main SIM in a phone for a couple of weeks at a time and I don't I don't want to do that again. So for my number three, it would have to be the iPhone camera kit. I rarely travel without a camera, even if it's a just a point and shoot. And since I'm not carrying laptops with me, the camera kit has been invaluable, especially now that the newer versions of the iPhone can actually use it, whereas prior to that, only iPads could. And so having that actually means that 
I can also not have an iPad if I choose to travel a little bit more light, but still be able to edit my photos and post them on Instagram and stuff like that. So that's my number three. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a big fan of that. Unfortunately, I use I use iCloud Photo Library and thus try not to transfer my photos in while I'm traveling because otherwise my devices try and upload them all to the up to the cloud and lovely A7R2 is 50 megs a photo and that adds up quickly on metered network connections especially when you're overseas and having to pay just a bit more for data yeah my number two is the western digital wireless pro three terabyte external drive although there's others that do some of its features what i really like about the the western digital is is that it has an sd card slot and that means that as i go each day i can take the cards out of my camera drop them into this drive and in a few minutes they were copied off the card onto the external hard drive so they're now backed up in an extra place it broadcasts a wi-fi network that my ipad or my iphone can connect to and i can view the photos because I shoot in RAW plus JPEG, and I can from there share them to Instagram uh, without having to put them in my main library. It also runs Plex on the on this external hard drive, so I can put my movies onto it and stream them using the Plex app for iOS. I have one of those too. I'm not quite sure what it's called, but it does most of what yours does, except it doesn't have Plex. Yeah, you you have the one or the two terabyte, not pro version. Mm -hmm. And really the only differences are this one can run Plex. It has a built-in battery. So they both have batteries, but this one has a a bigger battery that you can use it as an external battery pack. Okay. I don't, but you can. Uh, It also has faster SD and faster Wi-Fi, but if you have the one or the two terabyte model, there's no real reason to upgrade unless you're me and you buy things too often. Yeah. Well, since you've mentioned it, I don't have to use up one of my spots for it. (laughs) Would it have been on your... Until you suggested it, no. But actually, yes, I should have put it in my list. Think of it as an honorable mention. I think it's it's reasonable to say that you could live without it, but like having it. And definitely as a backup, at least. Okay, so my second one is, I think, one of your top threes as well, is the Anchor 6-port charger. Just having one thing to plug into mains power and then being able to use all six USB ports to charge all your USB-powered devices is just really handy. It just means you don't have to worry about having multiple plug adapters. Let You're less likely to forget charges for certain devices. Spoiler alert, it's my number one top thing. I I never travel without it, whereas everything else I listed, sometimes I leave behind. Yeah, my reasons are pretty much the same. It, most of my travel is either to New Zealand or to the US, which have two different plugs. But because the Anchor 60 watt 6 port charger has a figure 8 port on the back, when I go to New Zealand, I plug in a figure eight to New Zealand plug. When I go to the US or when we went to Japan, I plug in a figure eight to US plug. And that way I'm not having to deal with one or more US to Australian plug, which can often be difficult, especially in hotels where plugs are inconveniently located a lot of the time. The 60 watt charger is fully capable of charging six iPads at once. It has the power to charge everything. When I'm traveling, my work computer is a a MacBook, and that can even charge off the Anchor charger using a USB-A to C cable. It That's pretty cool. Tends to take overnight, but that's fine. So yeah, that totally... 
It totally takes my number one, but that's cool because I love that product. I have like four of them. I even have a newer one that is four ports plus one USB-C, but I don't use that when I'm traveling because I need the six ports. So my top one has to be my phone, my iPhone or a Samsung Android device. I think having traveled with a cell phone and having cell service is just invaluable. It's your map, it's your translator, it's your camera, it's the single most useful device. I don't think I would enjoy traveling overseas without having cell phone service and a cell phone to use. And that's just changed how I uh, travel, basically. So it has to be my top. Yeah, I think that's fair. I I kind of purposefully left my phone off because I I think of it as just something I have anyway, not something I specially take when I'm traveling. But the idea of traveling without a phone is like traveling without my head or something. I think I first discovered the utility of phones for travel when we went to San Francisco. And at that time, you had gotten me a SIM from T-Mobile. And while you were at work, because you were working while I was on holiday, I just wandered around the city in San Francisco, got purposely lost. And at no point in time did I ever feel sort of worried about getting lost because as soon as I feel like I need to go back to the hotel, I could always just find it on Google Maps and then it'll just take me there. I used to travel without a, a local phone, and I and I I couldn't do it anymore. Places like San Francisco, I, n- I now know San Francisco quite well, but you know, four or five years ago, if I was walking down a street, that grid pattern would just have me hopelessly lost. And so Google Maps, even on a 2G speed uh, device, as we were using on that trip anyway, it was still the difference between being free to go wherever I wanted and stressing. So, And I just don't like being out of contact. I mean, well, I like being out of contact when I choose to be, Yeah, but I don't handle it very well. So I should probably do it more. But Yeah. And my phone is also my travel computer now. Back in the day, about, I don't know, 10 years ago, I'd probably bring a netbook with me. I could pretty much go anywhere and just have my phone as my main computer. I could book tours on it. That's what we did in Japan. You could post pictures to friends and family. You can edit your photos on Lightroom Mobile. It's it's a game changer, basically, I think. Yeah, I mean, looking at the trip to New Zealand and to Japan, where I had an iPad, and I don't regret bringing it, but my phone is what I reached for 95% of the time. And that's, I think, the result of having a 5.5-inch screen. And just the capacities on the phones now, they're up to 256 gigs, means that you could even use it for things like backing up your pictures. So if you don't have one of those two terabyte wireless drives, as long as you've got your camera connector kit, you could always back up your pictures on your phone. As as long as you're not like me using the iCloud photo library. And I think that bit us in San Francisco as well, because at that time I was using an iPad with the camera connector kit and I was connected to our Verizon 4G modem. And I think we used about $90 worth of data in about... Yeah, I think by the next day it was all gone. Okay, I think we'll we'll wrap it up there. In a future episode, we'll talk about the technology that we included but wasn't really worth bringing. Like we thought would be really useful, but we didn't use a lot. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, we have a website. It's twopats.live. If you're not already subscribed, please do so. There's links on the website to how to subscribe using Pocket Casts, Overcast, or iTunes, and a link to use to subscribe using any other player. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at the Patrick. And I'm at 
at Limburger2001. See you next time. Bye.